Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is February 8th, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Lord, we don't deserve it, but we humbly accept what you've done for us on that cross at Calvary. Thank you, Lord, for what you do and continue to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We do welcome back our usual uptown panel, and I do welcome back Brother Bob Barber. Welcome hey, back. Brother Greg, how's it going? Hey, you guys going hear me well. all right? Thank you. Yes, I can hear you great. Thank you very great. much. Uh, yeah, I hope great. you had a great week. Yep, very busy week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just mm-hmm. talking backstage, you know, just posted a video, just got it done today, just a lot of work. I went into a lot of research, you know, have to make sure I get all my facts straight and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, a lot of things happening with uh, the uh, – we'll talk about it today, you know, about Planet X and, uh, you know, solar flares and stuff like that. But, uh, oh yeah, man, stuff. yeah, just, uh, man, it's just – this year is going to be the year, man. I really do believe it. Feeling it. Feeling yeah. it. All right. So uh, we welcome back Brother Robert Hagen. Bob Hagen, thank you for coming back, bud. Yeah. Hey, guys. Brother Bob. This is Mixie. She's my co co host tonight for a minute support, here. Yeah. Your support animal? My support animal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the way things have been going, there she goes. She's not supporting me anymore. Good to be back with you guys, and I missed it last week, but uh, mm-hmm. glad to be Yeah, back. we missed you for a couple of yeah. weeks, I think, yeah, right? It's... Yeah, yeah. Good thing. Mm-hmm. Good to have you back. Thank you. And we bring back, of course, Brother Kevin Hookman. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Hey, br- hey, Brother Cub. Hey, astrophysicist Bob. How you doing? Doc. Astrophysicist. Yeah, I mean, like I said, science was my favorite subject in school. Yeah. That stuff just came natural to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, this guy that was on the radio. His name was Dr. Science. Dr. Science, and his tagline was, he knows more than you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's kind of how I felt about when I was watching that video. It was like, uh, this guy's Dr. Science. He knows more than than we do. So, I didn't say that. <laughs> you know what was interesting, though, was the was the lineup. And I think that, that we, you should talk about that a little bit later on. Um, you showed this grid that had, like, three different things lined up, and it it's very interesting, isn't it? More than probably more than a coincidence. I have to send that picture to Greg. I don't know if Greg can queue yeah. it up, but I'll send it to him though. Yeah, that'd be a good picture to to, to see. Yeah, please send it. Okay, I'll and we right welcome on. we welcome back, brother Joe Clouds Long Island. Oh, sorry, Clouds Li. Hi everyone, nice to see you. God bless you. God bless everybody watching. You yeah, gave it away, good. Greg. You gave it away. Oops. Can we no, cut that no out? No Long Island anymore. That's gone. Yeah. It's I a long that, island, Greg. I thought that was for Liberia. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome back, doing? everyone. Yes, welcome back, Brother Joe. And uh, we have, uh, I'm sure, jam-packed uh, webcast broadcast tonight. Uh, of course, uh, we have plenty to talk about. Um who should we start with? Let's start with Brother Bob. Okay. Um, yeah. What What do you have for us today, Brother Bob? 
Well, uh, let's see here. I'm going to send you this picture right here. I think that's the right one. You guys can't hear me right now, but uh, I'm sending you a great... Well, you know what? Why don't you do me like last? That way I can get you this picture. That way I can... Okay. Well, you know what, Uh, Robert? We haven't seen you uh, uh, in a long time. Uh, It's been a couple of weeks. (laughs) That might be a good thing. It feels like a long time. (laughs) I mean, and, and doggy, you know timeline it would, would be it would probably be years right um yeah well i, I missed my interaction with kevin it, it it's threw me way off not being able to uh you know uh banter with uh my brother kevin yeah i keep you know we keep each other sharp right i mean that's uh, that's true yeah. iron sharpeneth iron right that's right well yeah that's that's very true but um you better be careful. Been, he trademarked that. Uh, I yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, stepping on my, my among, show. Among all the other things <laughs> he's trademarked. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I think there's only one other thing, the HBRTS, and that only got used <laughs> once. <so. laughs> now, nah, I trademarked a couple other things, uh, like Armageddon slots, for example. That was an interesting yeah. trademark. Um, so what have you been up to? Well, uh you know, been, been trying to recover. Um, I just, I, I got a little, I guess I got a little sick again. I don't believe it was the, you know, the COVID again, but it was something similar to it. And, uh, so I had to, I had to be off another week and, and, uh, mainly the fatigue part of it, I guess. And, um, I think Terry might've gotten a little bit of it, but for the most part, I was, you know, I was off. I could have worked, but I I just rested and, uh, you know, got into the word and I've been working on some things for a, uh, for another teaching pretty soon coming up on as he leads and been praying for you guys and, uh, uh, you know, praying for the, praying for our nation and, and, uh, a lot of things have been going on up in to our uh, up in our neighbors to the north here with this this big uh, this this big thing into Ottawa with all the truck drivers. You've all heard about that, and uh, you know they're just people have just had it with all this all this um, all this overstep of government, and it's just a small fringe group of fifty miles of trucks, you know. <laughs> Uh, two and a half million people showed up in Ottawa for a rally. You know, that's a fringe group. Yeah. And, uh, and there was no, I was uh, watching a thing earlier today. They, they were not even allowing the sanitation workers to go in there. And the people that were at the rally, they, they had that place so clean that the kids were playing hockey on the streets there. The, the, I mean, this... And the people, the he, the guy was saying, and people had smiles on their faces, and it, they don't they don't want violence; they just want freedom. You know, it's it's um, I think it's something that uh, I understand they're going to do it in the United States starting on March first. I don't know how much it's going to change things, but you know, enough is enough of this stuff, and. And um, I know there's a lot of things that we're not going to be able to change, but at the same time, you just, you can't roll over and, and, um, and not, not take a stand. 
In fact, Paul says in Ephesians, we're supposed to stand against the wiles of the devil. And uh, these definitely are the wiles of the devil, these things. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, several of us have had this had this garbage, you know, had the COVID. You know, I know Kevin and Bob and myself have had it. And, and you know, we, we, we were sick. Uh, and I wasn't as sick as some people got. But <clears throat> at the same time, you have natural immunities after after that, and there's been an awful lot of um, uh, things that have people have discovered that to um, you know for one thing you need to keep yourself healthy. You know you can't you can't go out and and just live a reckless life and expect not to get sick. You know I mean I can I remember those days <laughs> all too well. But uh, at the same time, you know, God expects us to be good stewards of, you know, not only the things that we have in our lives, but also our health. So, but anyway, Bob looks like he's got his stuff almost ready to go. I have a feeling. I don't know what it is. I kind of, I'm kind of connected with you, Doc. I can tell when you've, you're, you got your, you know, astrophysicist mind well, on there. Yeah, let's talk to let's talk to Joe. Joe, you you yeah. also uh, oh, you know uh, missed last week's uh, episode, but uh, obviously we're you know we, we love having you back on. And uh, how how have things been since we last had you on? Uh, things are good. Um, I, I did get a chance to watch last week's show and um, seeing what's happening this week. Um, you know, hopefully, well, I shouldn't say hopefully. It looks like our prayers are being answered. They're going to loosen up the grip, but. Um, I think it's also part of the plan. Um, I think guys like like Robert here that are in the medical field and uh, people like my wife have been forced to wear the mask 12 hours a day. It's causing problems. It's making you sick and um, it's not healthy. Your body needs oxygen. That's just common sense. But, um, you know, as of today with the announcements from uh, the people in Canada, L.A. dropping their mandates, they're getting ready to transfer over to a new uh, a new narrative, but I've been seeing that for about 30 days. Um, you know, I've been blessed where we are now uh, in the South. We've we've had a chance to, you know, live without mandates for a little while. But I think whoever was um, going to take the uh, the medicine took it already, and um, they know that they can only keep us focused on it for so long. Um, I think the truckers is definitely helping. <laughs> Um, I was happy to see that people, you know, got to look at GoFundMe and see what they're really about. Um, that was a big win. And sure enough, who was it that sparked the refunds, but our, uh, our courageous governor here right now, Ron DeSantis. So I'm happy that he's, uh, fighting for people. Um, and I'm just praying for the states that, you know, the demonic powers have a stronger grip and that's just a fact There are some states and I think they'll loosen up. And um, hopefully, you know, Robert, you won't have to be wearing that mask anymore much longer. Um, I have some friends overseas who's trying to get their family members here. And right now it looks like they can't enter without the uh, jab. And we're saying prayers, hoping that drops. I have a good friend of mine who owns a business down here. Her mother's 90, living in Poland. And uh, she was crying to me yesterday about just trying to figure out how to get her here. The mother doesn't want to take it. Nor can she take it because she has a few issues, but the Biden administration doesn't seem to be giving exemptions for medical. So I really feel strongly that that's going to drop. 
um, if we can continue to pray for that. Um, and I'm, I'm seeing the people in the world in general just going back to some habits and uh, are kind of getting over it. So that's some good news, you know, but um, a lot of the damage has been done. I have people that I know personally that are, you know, hurting themselves physically. The children are mentally attacked. Um, and I'm not the only one. I know we all know somebody that's uh, fighting with this illness. And this all comes from, you know, being tucked away and uh, being shut up and parents not knowing what to do. So for them, uh, obviously, we send our prayers out. But, um, you know, this is this is the tip of the iceberg. We know how much worse it's going to get. And, um, you know, we look for a little bit of breathing room now. But the reality is that the uh, rapture will happen and it will catch people off guard. And then the real tribulation will start. And um, praise be to God, we won't be here for that because I can, I, you know, after what we've seen now, can only imagine. Mm. We believe it. <laughs> well, you know, the importance of, of what <clears throat> what Joe was just saying real quick here, because this lady, you know, in Poland, that's 90 years old. I've got a, uh, I've got a mom that lives in Washington state. That's now a hundred. Wow. And uh, I want to get out and see her. And it's just, travel is just so goofed up. You know, when you, if I go out there, I have to quarantine before I see her and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm still trying to, you know, uh, Washington's really a, the, the governor out there is really uh, quite a work. Um, so there's, there's certain areas that it's easier to travel in, in, you know, between than it is in some of areas like between Minnesota and Washington state and things like that. But we'll definitely keep, um, keep that lady in our prayers so that she can get from Poland back over here, you know, and that things will start to ease up because, you know, these, uh, these moms are getting older and uh, my mom is a pistol, but she's not going to live forever. And I want to see her again. Right. <clears throat> you know, she's, um, I can tell she's getting weaker by talking to her and it's, it's really getting to me a little bit. I've got to, uh, I got to do something. And I know I really believe I'm going to have to do something real soon. One way or the other. So, so there's a lot of prayers that can be lifted up about about different things and things that Joe was talking about. And we all know people that have, that are dealing with this and uh, having to wear a mask when you work all day long is for the birds. It really is. And, but um, we're in situations where we can, you know, I, I can't get around it. You know, I wish I could. I try, but sometimes it's always, you know, the finger comes out. Here, need that mask on. I tell you, you know, I tell people I know you got to treat the issue as best as you can. Putting a vapor rub inside the mask or on your nose and on your neck opens up your pores. Um, taking yourself, taking some baking soda when you get home gets rid of uh, the CO2 in your lungs and things like that. I mean, we've we've done some treatments. You know, my wife comes home, um, but I'm going to be honest. You know, she has a cough now. My my wife wasn't sick and. 12, 13 years I've known her and wearing the mask is, you know, it's gotten her sick and we're doing what we can to treat it and hoping, uh, you know, hoping it just gets, comes to an end soon because, you know, yeah, 
you have a brain and needs oxygen, it's common sense. It's just yeah. My mother's doing a lot better, guys. Thanks for the prayers. Oh, good. Yeah, Yeah. tremendous. It's good to hear. Yeah, she's doing a lot better now, and uh, she's recovered from it. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I was worried because you know she was a smoker her whole life, and then she turned to vaping. Yeah, you know, it turned out her oxygen was actually better than mine, <laughs> you know, when she was going through. She had like a 93, 94 average, and I had like an 89 average, you know. So, you know, but this, uh, I get it. Right now, this sickness, you know, is running its course, and Joe made a great point. They're moving to a new, a new narrative. Uh, the whole uh, shot to the arms getting old, they're not even really trying to, uh, uh, if you guys notice now, they're not even trying to um, – uh, censor that stuff no more if you use the word the vacation word they're not even like paying attention to that no more you know and i know we're going towards the uh the midterm elections so now the uh they have to kind of back off of that or, or the democrats will never receive a single vote for anything you know but i believe joe's right though they're moving to a new, a new narrative and i believe of course that narrative is going to be a carbon foot a carbon tax carbon footprint narrative and we see that happening right now with uh, all the law and legislation they're passing with like for example here's here, here's a great one and i'm sure all you homeowners out there will love this you notice how the, the housing market is really going up and your house is going up with all this value like oh my goodness look at my home's going up in all this value how wonderful not really because the democrats want to tax you on that capital gains even though you don't sell your house if your house goes up 200000 300000 I know it's a lot, but say it goes up that much money, they say, okay, that's unrealized gain. Pay us that money right now, the tax on that money. Give us 50% of that money right now or else you lose your house. We own it. That's what they're going to try to do now. I mean, they really want to push us out of our houses, and they want to push us out of our cars. And I heard that they are going to uh, insurance rates going to go to the moon. They're going to raise... Uh, they're actually going to lower uh, lower the speed limits, so that way you can get hit with a ticket one after another, lose your license. It's crazy, and of course, I don't have to tell you about what's going on supply and demand from China with all the computer chips, where they're not able to make new cars anymore. You know, so yeah, I think, like Joe said, they're heading towards the next rung of this training protocol of the mandates of the mark of the beast it started with the uh, vacation but now it's moving up to some type of you know social credit score um you have so many carbon credits that you can use put out you know they're probably i don't know how i don't know how they're going to do it they're probably going to measure how much you fart that's probably why they want to give you food that doesn't give you gas you know who knows (laughs) The electric cars is a great great way for them to control your cars as well. I mean, electric the cars car makes now, they can shut off at a flip yeah. of a switch, just like they can shut off communications with the cell phones. So eventually, electric cars, cars that nobody can afford them. anyway. You know? Boy, what a future we have to look forward to here on Earth, yeah. huh? Really, Kevin, Man, just makes you want to <laughs> stay here on Earth and go back to horses. <laughs> Tell them, Kevin, <laughs> not what. what? What am I going to say that you guys haven't said there? I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all, folks. I mean, it's, it's, 
this place is getting worse and worse every day to live in. But at the same time, it's also getting more interesting to see people, um, you know, waking up to to what's going on. So, I mean, you know, and everything that, uh, you know, is out there, God's going to use it. Um, he's going to, you know, more people are, are seeing that they can't trust in, uh, in man. They can't trust in, in their governments that their governments don't necessarily have best interests of the people at heart. Um, I mean, this great honking that we're seeing up in Canada where they actually like have banned honking the horn now. <laughs> Did you see that? Um, yeah, you can't honk the horn anymore there for like 14 days to slow the honks. (laughs) I mean, but you're right though. I mean, at at a certain point though, like the steam kind of runs out of certain things and then they like, you know, they dig up something and then they start making that their cause and, um, you know, just in time for the election and so forth. So I think everyone's really seeing that. I mean, look at when you get somebody who's, you know, a popular talk show guy on a podcast and he just gets like hammered from like all these different left groups um, on multiple, like, okay, this one didn't stick. All right, fine. Let's try this. Let's hit him with that. I think everyone's really seeing now that, um, you know, it doesn't, it's all about just trying to, you know, shut off, people shut off voices shut off people and this is like you know it's it's been going on for a little while now but um there's going to be a day that comes when um you know if we're still here that they're going to try to shut us down and, and hopefully we're out of here before that that period of time comes so that we can continue to to share the gospel um but there will be one day when uh you know people are just not going to stand for it they're not going to stand for this anymore and it will be shut down. And um, I got to think that that's probably during the tribulation period where it's just, it's, it's going to be shut down and whether it be shut down by God um, who like shuts down everything through like, you know, kind of what you were talking about, Bob, maybe, maybe it's a temporary thing where like, you know, electronics get shut off there for a while. Um, maybe somehow they'll figure out how to get it back online and then, you know, can you imagine that though? I mean, like if everything went out and then they started bringing back stuff, stuff back up, they'd be able to pick and choose exactly who gets back onto that grid, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, that that's like a, a total reset, mm-hmm. and and I think that we're that a lot of people are seeing this um, this reset mentality going on. Like we're gonna just shut everything down, and then we're gonna bring back the people that we like and the p- places that we want. And then that way we can really control. And what's really kind of the most disturbing thing of all this is like, I think what you, you said there, um, there's this governor that's in Washington, right? I think his name is Inslee. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So he's a real piece of work. Um, but so are a lot of them there in, in that area. And yet the people have been conditioned so much there that they just go along with it, you know, that they're, that they, that they, they don't even like stand up and, and say, you know, no, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to um, do these stupid things. These are things, things are, are insane. They're illogical. They've actually got conditioned so much. They just accept it. That's the most disturbing part. But then what's kind of neat is then 
other people see that those people have accepted it and say, and they get more resolved and they say, well, I'm not going to be like them. I'm not going to just sit there and just let, let them, let this government roll me over. So that's, that's good too. And I think we're seeing the result of that now in, uh, in Canada. And, and like you said, um, you know, it's going to be coming uh, to the United States very soon here. So I, you know, all in all though, I mean, you know, we have, Peace. Yeah. Peace. I mean, we're, you know, we see all these, these calamities going on all around us. We see the hypocrisy every single day of people. And yet what we want for them is to repent. Right. What we want for them is to turn around. And, 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 and there are people that are doing that. So yeah. that's, that's the good thing. That's a whole, that's a whole reason behind what we're doing yeah. is to bring people back to a knowledge of the truth that, you know, God doesn't want any, his will is that all men are to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. The adversaries out there blinding the minds of those that believe not. He's he's done a pretty good job. You know, he's been at it for a long time. He knows all the different corners to cut and the ways to uh, get people like Kevin was just saying to accept things like this. Yeah. But there's a, there's also a lot of people out there that still have a, you know, they're hungering and thirsting after truth. You know, they, they want to know. They want to know what the truth is, and, and we know what it is. You know, there well, are people you get... that are bailing from those areas, too, Robert. Like, you know, there are people that are leaving those big cities mm-hmm. um, right. and living, leaving those states that have that authoritarian control, and they're going to other states. So, I mean, people are actually, I mean, listen, it takes a, it takes a little so a push to actually like have somebody get up and move to another state. Um, it, it takes, you know, it's not just like one little thing and then someone's like, I'm out of here. You know, they go, it's like, it, it, it starts to like boil up. And then at a certain point, you're just like, look, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm out of here. And that, that literally millions of people have done this over the last year. Sure. Right. Well, you know, according to dreams and visions, um, California is going to be a wreck. Whatever's coming, California is going to get it head on and probably going to be the first ones to go. Mm-hmm. And it's probably why our heavenly father is chasing a lot of believers out of there right now, because maybe this event might happen to California before the rapture. You know, come I mean, let's think about it. Why is the Lord pushing believers out of there right now? You know, if we're going to be raptured before California goes under, you know, but you know, they're, I think they're talking about, I heard something in the news about uh, a lot of tsunamis coming. I think it was on Stephen Bendenu's channel about uh, a wave of tsunamis. And I don't know how they're predicting it. Evidently, some type of earthquake, something's about to happen. And uh, that's going to be uh, kind of a common narrative in beginning of March, something like that. So that's not good. I mean, there's too many narratives going on. You hear about Ukraine? Was it Ukraine, Kevin, that they're afraid now to begin uh, nukes dropped on them now? Mm. Was it Ukraine or somebody over there? And they came on, their, their leadership came on and said that they're afraid of having nukes dropped on them. I mean, when, how do we get here? I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. You drop a nukes, that's, that's weapons of mass destruction. Okay, we haven't used anything like that since the 40s. Okay, so with that being said, you know, I don't believe personally that nukes will be used during the Age of Grace. Those are weapons of mass destruction where God, where the Bible says God will punish those who destroy the earth. 
and you destroy the earth with nuclear bombs. Yeah. Okay, you 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 move a lot of earth around, a lot of dirt and everything, but also the nuclear fallout, nuclear <clears throat> winter, everything. Well, there'd you be know? a lot less uh, we who are alive and remain uh, mm-hmm. if nukes were used. So you know, I, I think. I think you're right, Bob. I mean, it, it it doesn't seem like it would be God's character to, like, wipe a whole bunch of people out before the judgment. That seems like that's reserved for the judgment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You do? I, I saw that picture there come up, Greg. Do you want to go into that now? or? Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do it. Okay. Uh, oh, this is a good picture. Up here. Yeah, somebody in there was talking about a comment section about we want to talk about when we're going home. And I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give it to you as plain as day. This picture right here. Go back the other way you did it there. Yep. Greg, put us on the middle. There you go. So if you look here, you got three different charts here. So uh, you can see on the top is a Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah seven-year Shemitah chart, and then in the middle there's a seven-year uh, seven seals breakdown, and then at the bottom you have a solar cycle. Okay. Now, if you guys notice here that there is a common thread between all three of these charts, and you can see right here in the middle where I kind of put a transparent line right there in the middle that goes up and down. Right here in the middle, you have three and a half years into the seven-year Shemitah cycle. You have three and a half years into the uh, the, the seven seals, which would be uh, three and a half years, which will be at the seventh seal when that's open. And then right here at the bottom, this is the big one right here. The solar cycle that we are in right now is the 11-year cycle. And at 2025, that is when our sun will be at solar maximum. And the sun will have to be, and the sun has always been historically at solar maximum when major solar flares have hit the Earth. Okay. And is it no surprise that solar here in the solar cycle, that solar maximum is at the same time as three and a half years into the tribulation. Is at the same time as three and a half years into the seven year Shemitah cycle, which by the way, the Shemitah cycle that's the new one that starts this year starts at September 927, September 27th this year, in uh just in about what, five months from now, what? Or six, well, I can't think about six months from now, something like that. But be it as it may, the fact that the solar cycle is going to be at solar maximum. Now, at solar maximum, basically what's going on with the sun is the sun is the most violent at solar maximum. At solar maximum, all the, uh, and I've done this in my video, but basically in the video, I show the, how all the uh, magnetic fields inside the sun begin to spin out of control. It's like um, having a washing machine, having a bunch of stuff in a washing machine, and the machine goes faster and faster and faster and faster. Eventually, something's going to break through that machine and something's going to happen. Right. Well, basically, that's what happens with the sun. And these, uh, basically what happens is you'll have not just a quicker rotation of the magnetic field inside the sun, you're going to have more magnetic fields. At the beginning of a, a solar cycle, you might have 30 mag- magnetic fields. And if you look there, here at the bottom of the chart here, at the bottom of the screen here, 2020, 2021, we are at solar minimum, okay? 
Now we're going to 20, now we're in 2022. So guess what? We went from having 40 on average uh, magnetic fields inside the sun to about 80, even up to upwards of 90 now. This is why we're starting to see solar flares. This is why we're beginning to see activity in the sun now. And as more and more magnetic fields build up inside the sun, there's just not enough room for them to spin around. So they all start breaking loose. They all start popping through. And we get the solar maximum. That is when you have the maximum amount of solar uh, magnetic fields inside the sun trying to get out of the sun. And at that point there, you probably had about 150 different magnetic fields trying to break out of the sun. And when these magnetic fields break out of the sun, you begin to see black spots on the sun. And basically all that is, just a magnetic field trying to get through the sun, trying to get out. That's what forms all the black spots on the sun. And the scientists gauge the the, the solar cycle by how many spots they see on the sun. So a solar minimum, like we had in 2020 and 2021, there weren't that many black spots on the sun, if not any. But right now, we're starting to have more black spots forming on the sun now, which means those are potential solar flares, you know, our CMEs trying to break loose from the sun. Then when we get to solar maximum around 2024, 2025, 2026, that is when the sun will be the most violent and the most, and you're going to have the most possible uh, solar flares trying to be released from the sun. Now, like I said, the fact that it lines up perfectly with the seven seals right here, I just showed you right here the seven seal, uh, the seven year period of seven seals. It lines up perfectly right here with the seven year Shemitah period, all right there in the middle. Perfect. Okay. That, I think that just gives me more confirmation about my previous work about the Shemitah period. Now, here's the interesting thing if you go in the Bible, go to Revelation chapter 16, 8. And I'm going to show you where the solar cycle, how the solar cycle needs to be at solar maximum. When the when we get to the three and a half year mark for God's wrath going for the second three and a half years, in Revelation chapter eight says, and the angel poured out his vial on the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. So, so the sun is being manipulated to send fire to the earth. Okay, that happens at solar maximum. That's when it's going to happen. And it just so happens that's at the beginning of the seven seals. That's one of the trumpets, one of the first trumpets. How convenient. It lines up perfectly. Okay. And what's going to happen is they believe that when one of these solar flares hits, hits the earth, it's going to take down our magnetic field. Somehow, some way, it could take down our magnetic field, which will leave the earth completely open for all the damage coming from these winds. And one other verse I want to give you guys, and I'll close this out. It's in uh, Luke 21, 25, and Luke 21, 26. It says, and there shall be signs in the sun. Okay, stop right there. Well, actually, I'll say it like this. And there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Okay. So if we go back to the top here, it says, and there shall be signs in the sun. There's only two signs that you can see in the sun. Sunspots 
and eclipses. That's it. That's the only two things we can see in the sun. Okay. So when Jesus said that, he, I guess he probably knew later on we're going to have technology to be able to see these sunspots later on. Okay. So now we're starting to see signs in the sun. And I imagine Jesus was basically saying, hey, if you want to see the day of the Lord coming, just look at the sun and watch what it's doing. In fact, if you know anything about solar cycles, you might be able to narrow down when the day of the Lord comes. And even our apostle Paul tells us that we we would know when this day is coming. We will not be taken. This day will not take us as a thief. This is why I'm showing everybody right here. Okay. And the obvious alignment here is obvious to me that I, I, I believe we're going to be in the middle of the tribulation by 2025, which means the rapture resurrection has happened to now in September. But in this picture here that Greg just brought up, I just put the, at down the bottom now at the solar cycle here. You see the planet X right here. Planet X is basically an accelerant for the sun. And it, during any normal solar cycle, it's already dangerous for the Earth, okay, at solar maximum. But now, if you add the equation, add to the equation plan X, okay, that's like throwing gasoline on a fire, okay? It's an accelerant for the sun. And here's why. Planet X is a metallic planet. It's made up of plasma energy, electricity, and magnetism. And guess what influences these magnetic fields inside the sun? Magnetism, electricity, plasma energy. So when, so basically now, not only are we going to be a solar maximum at the midpoint of what well, I just showed you right there, during the mid, midpoint of the Shemitah period that we're heading into right now, not only will be not only will be at that midpoint, you're also going to have planet X here throwing an accelerant onto the earth, onto the sun, causing it to scorch. Like I just told you that verse right there, where the angel causes the sun to scorch the men on the earth with fire. So, and the other wow. thing too is this, and I'll close with this: we're in a this cycle we're in right now. We're in the what the third year of the cycle now. So, do you guys think? that God's not going to do anything with this solar maximum that we're heading towards right now, and he's going to wait till 2029, like some people think, and try to pull this off from the sun is that solar minimum where there's nothing going on with the sun? No, I don't think so at all. That doesn't make any sense. The sun is locked and loaded and ready to go right around solar maximum, right around 2025, and it lines up perfectly with my research that we leave in the rapture resurrection sometime between now and September and the seven year Shemitah period begins, seven year tribulation begins. Well, you know, what's well, interesting, Bob, is that this week I saw you have good timing. I mean, this week I just saw a news article that said that sunspots, uh, the most sunspots have been seen lately that in, in many, many years. So, I mean, you can see like it's starting to ramp back up into the maximum here. It's really kind of interesting that it coincides like right in the middle of that, uh, that Shemitah cycle. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a, it was a really good video today, Bob. And, and thanks for explaining that um, here, even kind of greater detail. It was um, yeah. You have good timing on that. I, I do think that God obviously can use um, sun in order to, um, <laughs> to show signs and stuff like that. 
Um, in addition to that, the Bible talks about um, the sun really like burning people, um, you know, basically like shining seven times hotter. Um, I mean, you have no ozone layer. Uh, you're going to get burned. Uh, you're going to get really torched and it's going to feel a lot hotter than what it, what it, it normally does. So you start taking some of those protections away, right? And then you have like, you know, a failure of the magnetic uh, field as well. Um, and, and, you know, then you have disruption of total, total disruption of communications um, worldwide. Uh, can, I, can I ask you a question, Bob, about that? Sure, go ahead. Um, now, <clears throat> like you were saying, uh, the plasma, the Planet X plasma and metal and all the other things that are part of it, when when that fires up the sun to start to overload, if you will, like a circuit overloading, is the sun going to hold together or is it just going to be like just like a big cannon firing stuff out? Might sound like a silly question, but... No, no, it, it's a... Uh... And I've almost said that. No, and um, the sun doesn't explode. Obviously, know that it's there. It's here operating during the millennial rain. But it's going to be but, like a like a like a Roman candle flare, just firing. Oh yeah, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. That thing, it, it it will be able to handle Planet X, but Planet X is going to agitate our sun a lot more than normal this time. Okay. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. The sun will send solar flares at the Earth. And what's interesting is that, uh, you know, how are men on Earth going to be burned, scorched by the fire of the sun, unless, like you're saying, Kevin, the field of the Earth has to be removed. Yeah. We have a protective shield. Uh, we have a electric magnetic field that shields us all the time right. with solar winds. And in that video, I showed what happens. I took that clip from, uh, what's it? What was it the core? Yeah. Where, you know, if some of those solar winds made it through our atmosphere, it oh, is man. dead. The guy's got his arm out the window, and it's just like, ah, you know, oh, that's immediate. It, I, I couldn't imagine. But the thing is, we do have a protective barrier around this earth right now, and it has to be taken <laughs> down. Took down and the Golden that, Gate Bridge. If you can take down the Golden Gate Bridge, it can take you down. And that's not going to be for us. No. That's not a. That's not going to be for us. So the, the the great news I want to tell all of our listeners here is this is what the data, my data is showing right now. I'm giving us scientific data of why the tribulation has to run from 2022 to 2029. That's scientific data. You know, I'm is not outside of the biblical data. I'm doing scientific data too that lines up with the, and I love it when we find stuff like that. When stuff aligns like that, but be it as it may, you know, that's there. It's a perfect environment for the tribulation period. And you look around what's happening right now. Look around the world. Take a good look. We're talking about all the uh, the stuff at the beginning here with the sickness, with the, the, with the programming of all the mandates. Yeah. All right. So they're getting ready for something. Yeah. But what does that mean for us? We believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. So if that's the case, <laughs> you know, and we're about to go into war here more than likely, and it's going to take war in order to bring peace. Okay. I mean, so, what have we seen these last few years, Bob? I mean, we saw, we, we saw like 
you know, Trump start these like Abraham Accords, right? And all of a sudden now more countries are starting to get more friendly with Israel. And we know that the seven-year peace agreement, the strengthening of a covenant is with many and Israel. So you see precursors starting that up, right? And we know that during the tribulation time, there's going to be just, you know, massive pestilences and inflation, wars. I mean, we see that we know that those are coming. And then you're seeing all these precursors right now just lining up. You, you know, we know that there's prophecies still to come in regards to Iran, in regards to Syria, in regards to the Gaza Strip, Lebanon, Turkey, uh, Russia, Sudan. I mean, these like none of those places right now is calm. I mean, none of those places are like, oh, nothing's going on over there. You can't. I mean, you can you can talk about Damascus, Syria, and we did last week, but you could talk about it for like you know well over an hour, just that topic alone. And then you'd say, okay, what about Russia? What's going on in Russia? <laughs> oh, nothing's going on in Russia right now. No, everything's like like everything's going on in Russia. What's going on in Iran? Oh, no, nothing. There's you know, no one's talking about Iran right now. Everybody's talking about Iran and the New Deal and, like, what's going to happen with that. And are, is the United States going to give them $25 billion? And are the sanctions going to get lessened? I mean, every one of those countries you can talk about for hours regarding what's going on. So all these things, Bob, are just setting up and lining up to actually blow their top very soon. Right. And on top of that, you know, remember that part in that video, Kevin, where uh, we go into how a, a solar flare can cause an EMP on the Earth and can knock out communication, can knock out the satellites worldwide. Yeah. And basically everybody loses communication. All the power goes out and everything. But here's the problem. You got these militaries all over the world. They think it's an attack from the enemy. They think if something's going on, they, got, they don't know. They're, they think their nukes coming at them. They're going to, it's a pretty good situation where there's a pretty good chance someone's going to hit that red nuclear weapon button, you know, and and on top of that, the rapture resurrection event. And who's that young lady that was here last week? She was talking about that rapture resurrection event where it's going to destroy the earth. You know, the rapture resurrection event, that's an EMP event itself, Mm. you know, so that would cause an EMP worldwide where, you know, when we go up, then you see, like in dreams and visions, I see a lot of them here. When we go up and meet the Lord in the air, we look down the earth, the earth goes into darkness, but then you begin to see all these nuclear explosions happening beneath our feet over and over and over again. I save templates of animations now <laughs> because of that. I mean, what do you think, Joe? You know, you have any dreams and visions about nuclear bombs blowing off your face before the rapture or what? I had one before I left New York, before I had my COVID dream. I saw um, I saw an expl- I was on the LIE and I saw an explosion west of me in the direction of New York City. It was a, it was a hydrogen bomb. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I saw the bomb go off, I saw a demon fall from the sky. And then I saw people um, crowded in a building. I had an over overview of them hiding under desks but you know i've had just like other people i've had dreams that line up with certain things and then ones that are not for this time and i think the holy spirit is showing other people things that they're not even going to be here for and it's just a warning to people 
that may see these videos or hear a story. But the more I learn about the behavior of the enemy and how, you know, talked about in Job and throughout the Bible and him trying to steal Moses's body, um, him trying to, the way he communicates with Jesus when Jesus is here, he's not a fool, all right? He may have been stupid to do what he did, but he had a plan when he did it. And that's the thing with pride. Pride makes you a little stupid, but I think he's learned a little bit. And I don't think that anything is going to happen worth giving a sign until the rapture. And I'll tell you why. I think that any time that there's catastrophes and bad things that happen, people call out to God. And I also know that if he could send a thousand warplanes or a thousand nukes to Israel right now, he would do it. So the question is, why isn't he doing it? If he hates the Hebrews and he hates God's people, why doesn't he just do the job? Why doesn't he just go right now and, and, and send Saudis over there with a million swords and take the chopping block out and just do it? And the reason is, is because he can't, because he knows that if he goes and, do, and does that, who's going to show up for them? Mm-hmm. God. Because God has always shown up for them. So he's stuck in a corner because it's not until that God opens the gates and sends the angels to come get us that he's allowed to do what he needs to do. And that's why I think they come down here so fast and get us because he can't, he can't, number one, he, if he goes right now and and gets the evil ones to do what he wants, God's going to show up. God's going to decide when he's allowed to do what he wants and he's not going to progress it any faster, even though he wants to, he'd rather kill slowly. So it's like a catch 22. If he goes after the believers, God's going to show up. God says, you show up when I tell you you show up because I'm the one deciding it. And that's the way it's, it's written in the book, right? It says that they come against him when he has the permission. So I think that, you know, we may see some things, but I, I just, it really is God's timing. God's going to call the rapture when he's got the fulfillment he needs. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think, I think Satan is going to push and push. But just like the guys up north, right, in Canada, the government can push and push and get the cops to, you know, give people a hard time. But if you go in there full force, I know guys in town that will drive up there with their families to defend them. So I just, I think, I think it's going to be, I think we'll see some waves of judgments. But I think that from my experience, what I've seen with my rapture visions, it all happens very quickly, unexpectedly, and no one knew, no one knew any better. We know, we expected it, but uh, I think the whole purpose is for shock value. And then once they come down and get us, you know, one of the things I've seen is when I saw them coming, I saw evil following right behind the, uh, the angels. So they're going to be on their coattails to come and start problems. As soon as they grab us out of here, we believe that clock starts. Yeah. You know, the, the restrainer's gone. Yeah, just the the, something happens, something happens spiritually where they're not allowed to break barriers, just like the demons are sitting in the, you know, in the pit waiting to come up. They're sitting there. I know people have had visions of them sitting in armor 
and, and war armor just waiting to be unleashed. Same with Apollyon, um, Abaddon, right? All these guys are locked up waiting for, waiting for the chains to be unloosed. And the same thing, and it shows you again and after they lock Satan up. What do you think he's doing in the lake of fire? I mean, I mean, uh, locked up in chains for the thousand years. He's sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. So, you know, I would love to see more and more signs. And I think, you know, obviously Israel, be, Israel becoming a, a nation again is a sign. But I also know that it doesn't have to be a sign. Jesus said, as soon as he left, I come quickly. So what does that mean? What does that what time frame are we living in? Has it been 2000 years? Has it been sooner than that? Like. So, like, I question these things, but, you know, I also have to look at how the enemy has portrayed himself. And if he's fighting for Moses's body, it's clear that he's one of the two witnesses. And the two witnesses are going to cause it to not rain for three and a half years, which kind of lines up with Bob's theory about the sun. And it's going to be so dry that there's not going to be any food, but the people that are believers will be taken care of supernaturally. So, like, the things Bob says lines up, and from, from what I can see, why wouldn't it? I mean, physically, the sun is going to do what it says in the Bible it's going to do. Um, I mean, there's many passages, though, that are kind of signs, right? I mean, it talks about in the latter days, you know, men are going to do this, and men are going to be lovers of themselves, and they're, and they're going to be boastful, and they're going to be snad. And Jesus said, do not be deceived, because many will come in my name, and there will be, you know, you'll see earthquake in diverse places. You'll have famines, pestilences, wars, rumors of wars, people against people, nation against nation. Yeah, and um, I think I think it'll be times a thousand of what we're seeing. I, well, I think when yeah. God says ten thousand will fall at your side, that's not for believers who are going to make the rapture. No, that's for my, the people that see people turning into monsters and dying at their side, or whatever this pestilence is going to be. Sure. And that's why, like, when the, when the veil, when the apocalypse of the unveiling happens, it's just going to be horrific. But, you know, I think mm-hmm. the rumors of wars and wars, yeah, we're there now for sure. And uh, these are all the beginning of sorrows. Right. I mean, that's I, I mean, we're, we're we are experiencing that. We are right. we are firsthandedly experiencing that and we're seeing it magnify and grow every single year. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, these things kind of slowed down, you know, 2,000 years ago when uh, Israel rejected Jesus Christ, re- then reject, rejected God the Father, rejected Jesus, then they rejected the Holy Spirit, stoning of Stephen. Now, that brought their, uh, God paused their prophetic timeline in 69 weeks, and he began focusing on building the body of Christ. You know, but back then, a lot of this stuff was getting lined up. Planet X was here back then, okay? And I'm going to give a, a little... Um, um, I'm gonna make a video about this, but you know, Stephen Bendenoon goes out in left field sometimes, but I don't discount what he says because he has you know context at the Pentagon, okay. But they claim that Planet X has a spiritual dynamic to it where there are a lot of like Nephilim spirits trapped on this planet, and when this thing comes through, they try to connect with human hosts during the time of this passage. And we know back at the time of Jesus's three and a half year ministry, he was preparing Israel for the seven year tribulation, which involves planet X. So planet X was in the neighborhood at that time. You can't argue with that. I mean, it blocked out the sun for his, uh, his crucifixion. Okay. But here's the thing, you know, you go in the Bible, you don't hear much about uh demon possession until you start getting to the gospels. And all of a sudden, 
during the Gospels, there is this massive outbreak of demon possession possession happening to everybody. You guys notice that? It's like Jesus knew this planet was coming. Jesus knew these spirits were going to be looking for a host body, which is why Stephen Bendenum believes that the whole shot to the arm has something to do with preparing people's bodies to accept these spiritual demons. But be it as it may, back in the time of Christ, when Planet X was coming through, there was a massive outbreak of demon possession. One man had a legion of demons in him. Okay, it was bad, real bad at that time. And it just so happens, like I said, Jesus, you know, Jesus timed his ministry perfect because he knew those guys were coming. He did his ministry for three and a half years, and he basically his ministry was to prepare Israel for the seven-year tribulation the following week, Daniel's 70th week, you know. But be it as it may, Israel rejected the Holy Spirit, and things got, you know, pretty much things like slowed down to to a stall back then. It didn't stop in one day. You know, but now look what's going on. It's like, okay, if God's going to um, uh, restart, you know, if he's going to resume Israel's prophetic timeline with, with Daniel's 70th week, he has to prepare the stage again. So that way everything will be in its proper place like it was 2,000 years ago when we stopped it. You know, it's just not all going to start, bam, and go. So this is why we're seeing a lot of the judgments that look like tribulation judgments right now. And the fact that right now we have uh, Planet X now in our neighborhood, like it was 2,000 years ago. We have massive outbreaks of sickness now. We've, we've seen a massive increase of demonic possession begin to take place over the last three years. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, and I really believe that we are at that point where, you know, the, the, the age of grace, that is the restraint period. God is restraining everything. When the age of grace ends, the time of restraint is over. God removes the body of Christ. He's done. We leave, and then the earth is prepared during the 70th week for its Messiah, Jesus Christ, that comes at the end of it. I think we should just stop to pause for a moment there just to explain exactly what this restrainer is. Because I think a lot of people, after our recent webcast, Mm-hmm. are still confused about when we call, talk about restrainer and we being the restrainer, you know, God ultimately has the, you know, the say, the last say as to when uh, this all takes place. When we say we, we're talking about Jesus, really, and mm-hmm. Jesus living in us, right? The Holy Spirit d- dines with us, dwells in, within the believers during the age of grace. So we're not saying that we are the ones responsible for the kickoff of the tribulation period, what we're saying is God is the one is the one who decides when that actually happens. And there's something that he put into place, which is restraining all of this. Okay. Because I think people have this, this concept in their mind is, okay, well, you're stating that you're the responsible, Bob, you're responsible, uh, Mm -hmm. Kevin or Joe. And that's not what we're saying at all. You know, we need to, you know, kind of move that out of the, out of the way and, you know, dispel that whole uh, area, because that's not what's being said at all. We are not, you know, this is, uh, you know, we're not taking this as uh, as someone who, of, of vanity, of vain. And uh, uh, yeah, we, we're, we're talking about God, God living in us, Jesus living in, in his people during this time. 
And he, yes, he ultimately decides when that time is is done. Okay. Yeah, so, we don't we don't get a say in that matter. We don't get a say in that matter. So yeah, yeah I, I just want to yeah dispel that confusion because there there seemed to be after we've spoken about this a couple of times that people are yeah. still under the assumption that we are responsible, us as the believers. No. Of being the restrainer, but it's what do we really do? Jesus. Like, take a vote and determine when we're going to leave. <laughs> right? <laughs> Are you voting right now? <laughs> this isn't this isn't a time for narcissism, you know. I mean, no. this is, this, is well, God, uh, this is a time of of waiting for God to move, and mm-hmm. when He moves, He moves His uh, His people out, exactly. which is really ultimately causing the darkness to fall back and not yeah. be able to push forward. When the lights so, removed, darkness invades, right? Right. Like the That's story it. of Job, when he lowered the hedge. When he lowered the hedge, yeah. the devil could go in and attack Job. Right. Exactly. You, 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 you take out salt, and, and there's no saltiness anymore. I mean, it's it's all the same kind of stuff that you read about in many different passages. And, uh, and it also says that, you know, we who are alive and remain are going to be caught up, harpazo, we, we can't be, we can't choose that. I mean, we, we, you know, we, we can't choose the timing of it. We can't choose how we go. I mean, he's the one who does it. So when he, when the restrainer is removed, that's when the Antichrist is revealed and, and when he gets to take over. And it just mm-hmm. makes total sense because, you know, you still have the salt here. You still have the light here. How can darkness invade with light? It can't. It's right. a so, fa- fascinating time to be alive. Yeah, um, Bob, what you were keep saying, on going though, right? What I mean, you were, the key. yeah, what you were saying was real interesting about the uh, Jesus ministry and all the demonic stuff that was going on when he was when he went out to the desert. When he was in the desert for forty days, it says he was forty days tempted of the devil. Um, everything that could be thrown at him was thrown at him. And right at the very end, what one of the very last, I mean, you, you know what he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Um, he, he knew, he knew what he, he was going to be up against. And right after he comes out of the desert, that's when things really started to roll. Mm-hmm. And people, people that were, that were, who had no idea what was going on with the, you know, the, the man whose, da- whose daughter was, was possessed and, you know, and, and the, the Gadarenian guy, they, they couldn't contain him. And, you know, it says after he, after he was delivered, he was seated at, at, at Jesus feet in his right mind clothed. Mm-hmm. I mean, these things, when you, when you really start to, when you really start to take those apart and really look at the depth of them, it's, it's fascinating and it's incredible because that was such a huge part of his ministry was mm-hmm. delivering, delivering people and showing them that they didn't have to live that way. But up to that point, most people had, had a, not a clue as to what to do. And they went to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and they didn't know what to do. So that that's why they were so, you know, every time Jesus healed somebody, they were trying to accuse him because they, you know, we couldn't do it. How come he's doing it? 
just think about it for a second. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, wh- why is, you know, why is he doing these things? It wasn't, isn't it wonderful he's doing them? He's doing these things. And of course he was doing them on the wrong day. It's another <laughs> thing. But at the same time, he was doing things that they couldn't do. And a lot of it, the reason for it is because they didn't understand it. It just started to, I just, it just may start to make sense to me. Yeah. And I've been around the word for a long time. And I think to myself, it, it, they're not completely at fault. They didn't know what to do. But people would come to him, to them and say, you know, my daughter is sick. Can, can you do something? And they would go, what are, we, what are we supposed to do? And then along comes Jesus. And then along comes Jesus. And he, he just, he starts to do these things. People start mm-hmm. to get delivered. And then he says, don't, you know, I don't want you telling anybody except go home and show yourself that you're healed and what the Lord's done for you. It's just, it's, it's fascinating stuff, man. It's just not, and this isn't stuff that's made up. These aren't, these aren't cleverly devised fables. I think it says that somewhere in Peter, doesn't it, Bob? You know, they didn't follow cleverly devised fables. They didn't, these men that were with Jesus, they saw it firsthand. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, to them, it was new. They were going, boy, what, what a word is this? You know, mm-hmm. even, even the demons are subject to him. Right. So there's a lot of cleverly devised fables going on today. I can tell oh, you that. I hear it uh, on, on TV every day. Well, the thing is now, look what's happening now. We are seeing our modern day build up of demonic activity happening now, aren't we? I mean, it's getting so bad now that our, even our government officials are really overstepping their boundaries now because just like it was back then before Jesus began his three and a half year ministries, just just like the two witnesses are about to begin theirs, there will be a massive buildup of demonic activity and demonic possession because of the incoming planet X. That needs to be here for the tribulation period. You know, I mean, think about it. Jesus sends out 70 people to start, you know, exercising devils. And you said there, Bob, that when some of them came back, they said that even the demons are, you know, subject to us. First of all, you know, you, have you been to Israel? How many people you see walk around going, oh, demon-possessed? How often do you see that? That's a very rare thing. But now it's starting to increase. And the way they made it sound like in the Bible, it's like every household, every second household had a demon in it. Somebody was demon-possessed somewhere. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? It was such a massive outbreak. It was like an invasion was happening. And it was all focused mainly on Israel. How about that? You know, just like Israel is going to be the focus here once again for the seven tribulation. Just a lot of interesting parallels, right, Kevin? I mean, there's a there's there there is there's a lot of interesting parallels between that time and what we're seeing now, and we're seeing this ramp up that's going to lead it right into seven year tribulation, and we're on the cusp of that right now. I mean, you know, it it can get worse. It can continue to get worse, and we can still be here. But, I mean, at a certain point, we are going to be removed um, because there needs to be a judgment on the earth. There needs to be a reckoning. There needs to be, um, you know, a division. There needs to be uh, the man of sin needs to come onto the scene. He needs to deceive. 
He needs to 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 basically have the people and and, and a lot of the pet, a lot of the punishment and a lot of the judgment that's coming onto the world is coming because the people will not believe the truth. They will believe a lie. It's because they're in their unrighteousness and they will continue to be in their unrighteousness and they will not repent, but some will and some still need to. And so that's why that period of time is there. Israel especially needs to repent. They need, they need to, to come to the knowledge that the Lord and the Savior, Jesus Christ, came 2,000 years ago, that their Messiah, our Messiah, everybody's Messiah, came 2,000 years ago. Right now, they reject him. Not every Jew, but the majority of them do. And so there's going to be a time when they ultimately figure it out and they call upon his name and he will return. So all these things must come to pass. And and don't think that this is like, you know, a surprise to God or that these things that are happening right now on the earth are not planned out. He's planned all this stuff out. It's just the, the matter of fact, Bob, is that we're living during this period of time right now where it's getting waxing worse and worse and we're really starting to feel the effects and the pressure that i mean we can barely say anything anymore without someone jamming down your throat and calling you all kinds of different names i mean you know justified or non-justified doesn't matter to them but but you know what greg we still are here right and we're still going to show up every week and we're still going to preach the gospel and, and the salvation of jesus christ are we not well, if we don't, I mean, then people well, don't hear the waiting. word. Faith comes by hearing the message, right? <laughs> Faith comes by hearing the word. And, uh, I mean, if we don't do this, then, listen, uh, we're not doing our job. And, yeah, listen, we're going to have to, you know, we, we lose out on something, all right? Whether true. it be reward or something, that's that's not really what we're ultimately here for. This should be something we want to do, Yeah. right? It's just something that comes out. You have a calling for something, you do it, and and you don't you don't argue about it, and it's yeah. going to be enjoyable to do as well. I mean, I enjoy doing this. I like enjoy being I enjoy being on here with all of you and talking about this, discussing these things. It's fun. It's exciting. It's stuff that you know the Lord wants you to be excited about. I think he wants you to be excited about going into His Word. He wants yeah. you to be excited about going out, uh, telling uh, others about Him. Yeah. Hey, you know? hey, you know, uh, you know, Bob. I was just thinking about something. A couple of minutes ago, when you were when you were presenting all the charts and everything, back when you back when you were sick, and because uh, I talked to you a couple of times, and you know I know how I know how sick you were and everything, and how the, how it really it was a real spiritual battle. I mean, obviously the adversary was doing all kinds of stuff, but. Mm-hmm. You know, um, through that, I, I really believe this is this is coming from my heart. I believe that God gave you another anointing of knowledge because you're 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 already a smart guy, obviously. Yeah. But I think that He gave you He He opened the eyes of your understanding even more during that time. Maybe this is even a word for you because of how you've been able to put these things together and, you know, I don't know if 
the guys agree with me or not, but I just thought that because I, I mean, I was so, and I know we were all so concerned about you during that time and praying like crazy. And then when you, when you got through on the other side, I could just tell that when I, when you first came on, there was a, you just glowed, man. And I thought mm. he's, he's rare to go. He's ready to go again. You remember when he came and, on? And he surprised us, didn't he? Thank you for that. You know, I just, I, I, I could just, I could tell. And yeah, was I, I thought I was there. so, yeah, it was. It was like, I was so what? blessed <laughs> that you were back that I could hardly stand it, man. I was just, <laughs> because we, we missed you. you know? I couldn't and, believe it. I was like, you know, you what? Know. I mean, I, I was, I heard just like a day before that you were like just getting over it and that you were getting, you're on the mend, you're getting better. And then bam, here, here, we have a special guest tonight. I'm like, you didn't tell me about this, Greg. And all of a sudden, yeah. there's Bob. And I was like, oh, yes. Yeah, that and, during, and, and during that time, that. Yeah, yeah, during that time that you were so weak and you were going through all that stuff, you know, you still have that spirit of God in Christ in you. And, and God was just, I don't know, maybe I, I really believe that that was from the Lord for you. Because I, I, I think that um, a lot of times, we just kind of, we get together like this and, and we have a great time doing this, but there's a lot of things that, you know, we're, we're supposed to do things uh, to um, edify, exhort mm-hmm. and comfort each other. And a lot of times people tune in and they hear about all these bad things going on and they get, they get kind of depressed. But at the same time, this is a, this is a pretty incredible time to be alive folks. When you really think about it, True. what we're, what we're going to see coming up and there's no um you know we don't come on here to cause people to take antidepressants we we <laughs> we, we bring people we we want to teach people to to you know to show them that there's a hope yeah you know and that you know there is a way there is a way to the father through what jesus christ accomplished he accomplished it Mm-hmm. It is finished. It's not something that has to be done over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's an, that's another thing. Religion has is, is, is taught that, you know, mm-hmm. that if you're good enough, you'll be saved. If well, you continue to be good enough. If you continue to be good yeah, enough. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. But you've got to say, uh, you know, six of these and five of these, Bob, in order to, right. you know, I get through do, the week. I used to do that stuff, man. I used to, I used to be you a Catholic. Pay. I used to do all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, and then you got to pay. You got to pay. You but Joe, Joe, I got a question for you too, Joe. Um, how how do you feel about the? Uh, you know, when I I don't know. It's it, it seems like when we're at our weakest, um, you know, whether it's through s- sickness or uh, we're going through different pro, you know, trials. It seems like you know, through the weakness, we get stronger spiritually when we come out the other, you know, Paul said he, he wanted that, he wanted that thorn in the flesh to be removed, but the Lord told him, you know, you're weak, but I'm strong and I'll carry you through here. I think all of us have can probably tell stories about that, how there's been times when we've been clobbered and we think, Oh no, I can't take any more. I can't take much more of this, but when we get through it, we're a lot stronger than we before we started, you know. 
That's just. Well, I, I just want to say, I think the Holy Spirit is pretty amazing because you know I've had this thought in my mind since you guys were talking about Jesus, and uh, <clears throat> He literally just put in your mind what I wanted to kind of say. So, when Jesus was here, and well, actually when Jesus resurrected, people don't. You know, I just learned this a little while ago, but he he resurrected people that have had passed, and they were walking around town with him. You guys know this story. When Jesus was resurrected, um, right. I think it was 40 days they walked with him before they ascended into heaven as well, or they, they didn't ascend, or maybe they stayed alive. I have to double-check that. Um, so people got to witness the miracle, and that's when I think, Bob, I think that's when the demonic activity really kicked off as well, because you know some portals were opened, and the attacks on uh, the believers were about to increase, because obviously the war was really starting at this point. And we don't talk much about it, but it's kind of something that I think most believers need to know more about. And it's something maybe I'll focus on or we can focus on is about the spiritual warfare that goes on. And I know a lot of us here have passed. Most of us do. And some of them aren't good. And praise be to God, we got out of them. And that was through spiritual warfare. And Guys like us, Robert, that have had rough paths or have had addictions um, or very lost in the wilderness, we've seen both sides of it. And you know, it's just amazing. He brought up Paul. You know, I when I, every time I fail or failed, I would I I have to go back to an apostle, and I'm like, how did these guys live all through this time? knowing what they knew and still sinned. And I wanted to know more about it. How did they deal with it? What did they do about it? And Paul talked about how he hated the flesh and how there was a power within him that would make him sin. And he would always give glory to God that he gave him a way out because if he didn't, we would all burn. Right. And, you know, Robert, that going through the hardest things in our lives yeah refines us is because the plans that he has for us in the kingdom to come we're going to be ministers priests and kings right so he's counting on us to be able to communicate i would assume like some of you have children i don't have kids but i would assume as a father should raise his son or daughter is to guide them through the fire of trials in life so i think what he's doing is the guys like us and women like my wife and other people we know that have gone through tribulation and trials and have kept their mouth shut when they wanted to scream and have kept their hands down when they wanted to swing or have hit the brake instead of hitting the gas. Um, All that is training for Kings and Queens. And, you know, that's what Kings and Queens are taught how to deal with these situations. So I think through the glory of God, we're able to get through them. And I think some days, yeah, we're like, Oh man, I failed today. Maybe I shouldn't have cursed this much or, yelled that much and then you know listening to guys like chuck missler i've heard him say god rest his soul i've heard him say you know there were times that if we had heard him when he was at home he would be embarrassed for himself and this is a guy that pretty educated in the word so it's clear that all of us fail but the thing we don't teach ourselves enough or other people is about the attack that comes afterward the condemnation and that's what drives us to continue to fail See, we're supposed to get up and put that dead guy down again and keep moving forward, meaning our old past. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to get through that. Sometimes they do something so bad, they don't know how to re 
re-strengthen their, their spirit and to get back on their feet. And I think in today's world, with the amount of spiritual warfare, people are not armored correctly. I don't think they realize the power of prayer and the power of um, asking God for things. Mm. I'll give you one quick example. When things first happened in New York, I really didn't like the governor. Like, I really took it personal. Like, coming from New York and seeing the stuff that he was doing and the way he spoke to people, the flesh part of me, like, wanted to challenge him to a UFC fight. Like, that's the anger I got with him. I asked God. I would say, God, you know, why is this guy bothering me so much? Like, most people, I can, I've had some enemies. I can forgive. You know, I can move on. For some reason, this guy was just really getting to me. So then the spirit tells me, now, it's not because of what I did, okay? Because I'm not the only one that was doing this. But the spirit said to me, get in the car, drive around your community, start blessing the community, and start, start praying against the enemy. Start praying against those people in power that are doing these things to the people. Not expecting an outcome. But sure enough, what happened a year later? This guy was kicked out of office. Now, I wasn't the only one praying against demonic activity. But it's the point that the spirit shows you what it is you need to do. And that's why God said you don't need a sword. You don't need a knife. He said pray because it works. And in today's world, the kids don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with the stuff with school or their parents. Like, and that's how we're losing the war a little bit is because they can't see or understand how the spiritual warfare works. And I'll give you one last example. It's a sad example because it's close to home for me. When I was young, I've always had faith. So I wasn't ashamed to talk about my experiences or about stories in the Bible with certain family members. One day I'm sharing a story and I was attacked by somebody very close, someone in my family. Now, this person didn't want to hear any of the stories. He didn't want his kids hearing about it. Time goes on. Years go on. Him and his wife start getting involved in going to see John Edwards, the medium. Now, that is the same as necromancy, talking, you know, uh, to dead people. You know what God says about that. Right. He would treat his wife and her friends to go see him. They would be involved in all these shows, thinking it was fun. Long story short, the guy was like the pinnacle of health. Perfect shape. Always healthy. Now he has a disease that they can't identify. And all day long, his body is in pain. This is a guy that wouldn't have an ice cream or take an aspirin. Like, that's how regimented he was. Now, spiritual attacks can go both ways. God says, if you put yourself and get yourself involved in things you shouldn't, I'm going to have to call to your attention whatever way necessary, the same way as Jacob's trouble is going to call the Jewish people back to him. Now, they're sitting here trying to figure out what's wrong with this guy. This is years now going on that he's in pain. He can't work anymore. He literally is in pain all day long. Now, I know what it is. No medicine is going to heal him. Only the power of Christ can heal him. And the reason that he's going through this is because he allowed the hedge to be low. And I hate to use the word curse because it sounds a little witchcrafty. But let's be honest. God sent things to Job. So you want to call it a curse? Call it a curse. You want to call it a judgment? Call it a judgment. But I know that this guy could be healed the second he hits his knees, and he just won't do it because he's so prideful, and he'll never ask for help. 
and all the prayers in the world coming from me and other people that know him won't do it. This particular case is spiritual warfare where he needs to hit his knees and ask God for help. And at that point, then he'll be able to see. So this is happening to people both ways. It's happening to believers that are, you know, being attacked for doing what they're doing for the kingdom. And then there are the ones that are getting judgment for doing things they shouldn't with the other kingdom. So, you know, when we see these things like a sickness or whatever, it's all an attack. There's no, there's no uh, disease that's not an attack. The whole thing comes from the enemy, every single bar. That's what I've learned. So in the daily walk for people, whether they have an ailment or a bad day, stopping and praying, asking for help, asking for the, you know, the, you know, God to let the angels guide you to protect you, asking for Jesus to heal you, um, praying for your enemies and against them. Like I, I, I have to do both. I pray against the kingdom of darkness and I pray for the kingdom of light. And whichever way God feels the judgment needs to go, he's going to decide. But it's our responsibility, in my opinion, to be involved in the warfare. If we're sitting here representing the kingdom, then we have to do what the kingdom requires. And that's asking for things to happen. Amen. Good points. Yeah. Well, I put up the uh, scripture there for you. It was actually Leviticus, right? 1931, regarding them. Regard not them that have familiar spirits, sneaks neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. Mm-hmm. For I am the Lord your God. So, yeah, I you knew John Edwards personally? You know, I never know. I, I stayed away oh, from him. Okay. I know they were going okay. with their friends, they would get tickets. They'd no, I didn't know if you knew him as a friend. I, I knew, I didn't I knew know, yeah. to stay away from that stuff. Right. I didn't say that you, yeah, I wasn't going there. Oh, no, no, but like, you know, being from Long Island, how popular he was. Oh, sure. Yeah. I big. Yeah. I mean, I growing up, I heard all I heard about was John Edwards and his books and that he had all these conventions, sold out conventions and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I my I have uh, a heart out for the people who are psychics or these mediums, of course. And I, I do know another person who, you know, I tried to convince um, I'm not going to mention her name, but uh, she's pretty popular around here as well. And, you know, we've we've had our discussions and they'll be convinced that they know the Lord or they'll be convinced they have Jesus. Right. But when you point them to scripture like this, it's you know, they turn a blind eye to it. And it's it's not just them. It's you know, they're they're being uh, they're under spell, so to speak. They really are. They're all under Mm -hmm. spell. And there's that spell is, you know, is demonic. It's a demonic spell, and they can't seem to get away from that because once you step away from that, that's their livelihood. That's it, you know? So at that point, it's you start saying to yourself, well, all you can do is pray for them. Mm-hmm. All you can do is pray because it's it's very difficult. It has been difficult for me, especially for these people, I had such a heart out for them. And, and after realizing the truth and coming out of that myself, not that I was a psychic, but, you know, getting into that area of, uh, of occultism and all that stuff at one point and being interested in the supernatural and the paranormal and all that. After realizing the truth, you don't want to go back. And then you really want to try to convince these people, listen, you're going the wrong way. This is not a gift from God. And here you go. Here's a. Yeah, I mean, it's whispering. I mean, people, people are doing it 
Like the fact that this person didn't even believe in the word, him sending his wife into a, into a, a stadium full of wolves, he didn't see it that way. And his attack on the word, the few times I saw him attack the word, like God takes that personally. And, you know, it's like I've tried reaching out to them. I've, I've tried to tell them. But the pride thing is just so hard. And the supernatural is amazing. I get it. It's it's intriguing because that's the world we're eventually going to be in. We're going to be supernatural and we're going to be living forever. And we're going to have amazing powers through the Holy Spirit. And they're just playing on the wrong side. They're just playing for the wrong team. And they're not using the gifts the way they should be which is interpreting the Holy Spirit messages for people that need, you know, redemption, mm-hmm. salvation, healing. And the healing and the miracles happening are being hidden. I mean, you know, thankfully for the Internet, you know, certain outlets are showing these miracles. But I know there's people resurrecting people around the world. I know these miracles are taking place. Yeah. I know people have gone to hell and come back. I know people have been dead for days, come back. You know, and that's, you know, that's. It's just the power of the Holy Spirit. But they're more intrigued. I've learned now that the mediums, they're just communicating with the demons that have been assigned to the family members for generations. So if there was a demon following around around my family for the past 500 years, of course he's going to know who my great-grandmother was and what color she liked. So that's all they're doing. They just have a book on our family, and all they're doing is reiterating it to the Mm -hmm. medium, and then she's charging you $30 for it. And at the same time, she's blessing herself with double portions of wrath from, you know, God. So Mm -hmm. that's why Jesus calls them familiar spirits, because they are familiar with your bloodline. Right. Okay. they imitate. They they constantly. I mean, they I mean, if you you watch enough of those haunting shows, you know, (laughs) you know, they they know the people that live there. And so they, you know, when the people ask, is this so and so that lived here in this house? Of course, they know that person. You know, they followed them their entire lifetime. So they sit there and lie and lie and lie and lie and lie and mislead you, you know. But, uh, hey, uh, do you want to do some questions, Greg? Yeah, let me just pull these things up that you've just sent me because I need a little bit more time with that. Okay. Well, I got um, some uh, questions here that, uh, of course, Brother what? Chester sent. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Chester's around. Good. Yeah. Let's see here. First of all, it says, will we go to fake false new normal by COVID-19 pandemic? Basically, yeah, we're going to a new normal. And the old normal is not coming back, but Jesus is. <laughs> okay, I got a sweatshirt that I received from a, from a subscriber. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that we're, not, we're going to a new normal. They are conditioning the masses for the mark of the beast. And he says in another email, are they going to give up on the on the shot to the arm mandates? No, I don't think they will. They're just not going to. They got some areas they know they're not going to get away with it, but they'll push in other areas. You know, they're going to do everything they can until that planet shows up because they're trying to prepare the base for these uh, demonic spirits when they show up. Here's, here's an interesting one. Can April 30th, the solar eclipse be a sign? of the god comet coming uh well that's not going to be a full solar eclipse it's a partial eclipse so unless it's a full solar eclipse i don't give it a lot of uh credence so it's only and, half the sign yeah it's only half the sign you know but there's a big sign coming up in may on uh, may 15th of blood moon over israel right at the anniversary of israel 
I think that's when all the war is going to break out, personally. Okay, that's that's a that's a big one. <laughs> all right, it's going to be right there on the fifteenth of of May. So, and I think the last question he gave me here is: Are the healing centers that will be will there be healing centers going on during the tribulation period? I think that's what he's getting at here. Yeah, I think when the fallen angels come down here, they will have healing centers. And basically, it's it's either you come here to the healing center and take the mark, we heal you. And we'll allow you to live forever. And that's what the Bible talks about, that there will be people that seek death and death shall flee from them. So, of course, that will be during the tribulation period right now. The only healing center you're going to find right now is a hospital, my friend. <laughs> or like 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 uh, Joe was saying, get on your knees, humble yourself, get on your knees and ask to be healed, right? Aren't you going to find the? Uh, aren't you going to find out where the med bed is, and then uh, and get into that along with Simon Parks? Uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the reptilians. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like fun. And uh, I think of. Do you have those questions ready? Because I got them. I'll hear. I'll, I'll leave one here for. Right. Well, uh, you have them up there. I I can get to them. The ones that you sent through text. It's just really so many. In there, and I can't do a search. That's it. That's the only ones from Chester. Come on, I yeah. thought yeah, here's here's you had a whole bunch. Go ahead and read them off. Yeah, Okay, this is from Gorill. Right, Gorill. What about those Christians who took the shot in the arm because they were forced to? If if they are saved, how are their bodies going to be ready to accept a demon possession due to the shot to the arm in their bodies? So basically, it's once again, you know. You know, that that ballpark of, you know, do you lose your salvation through that whole thing? I mean, come on now. Uh, You know, there's nothing that's going to separate you. You believe in Christ, you're saved. I mean, you're you're not going to all of a sudden get, uh, you know, some demon to snatch that away from you. I mean, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. I mean, you're a believer in Christ. doesn't matter what you what you do with your body. Some things are profitable. Some things aren't. You're supposed to honor your body. You're supposed to, it's temple of the Holy spirit. So, I mean, so, so do those things. But I mean, here's the key verse, right? From persuaded, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. You're in Christ Amen. Jesus. There is no, there is no possibility of separation. Amen. Hey Joe, I got a question for you. This is from Wendy. Okay, does anyone, does everyone that accept Jesus as Savior during the tribulation have to have their head chopped off? That's yeah, there isn't many people left alive when he comes back. The separation yeah. of the sheep and the goats are very limited. Agreed. And, um, don't bank on it. In other words, right? I would have. To, I would have to say. I mean, I would say. You know, you got a ninety-nine percent shot of getting your head cut off, probably. Yeah. You know, if you're not if you're not doing what God wants you to do, you're in hiding, and you're, they're gonna. You know, something's gonna get you. Yeah. I yeah, think- I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my eggs in that basket, would you? I mean, I would say, like, if you're asking that question now. I wonder if a person who would ask that question is like wondering whether or not they should accept Jesus as their savior. I would think not. I think they're probably asking for other people because if you ask that question, you already have an inkling of what the answer is going to be is that you're already thinking about it. I mean, let's be honest. The people who who don't believe 
and the people who are just out there, like just of the world, they're not thinking about that kind of stuff right now. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, they, they, they can shame somebody for not wearing a mask. Let's be honest. I mean, these people are, 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 are not thinking of eternal things. They're not, they're not, they're thinking of, uh, you know, earthly things I'm, right now. I'm more, I'd be more scared, Wendy, if I was, if I wasn't raptured, if I wasn't a believer at the time, I'd be more scared of taking the mark <laughs> because, yeah. listen, I have faith and I, you know, I mean, when the spirit's in you, it changes your, it takes over your flesh. Thank God for that. At least in your last moments. But I know that I, if, you know, if I was left behind and I had to either, I mean, that mark is going to be a tough thing to reject. You better hope the spirit's in you because when it comes time to feed yourself, your family, I mean, nobody here has really been outcasted the way these people are going to be outcasted. So I would be more terrified of taking the mark than getting my head chopped off. If I'm getting my head chopped off, I'm going home. Well, yeah. I mean, at that point, that's you've made that decision there, right? Because, I mean, the other side of things are, you know, we talked about this too, Bob, before, which is, you know, a possibility of them promising, you know, really long life or even eternal life by taking the mark, um, as well as, you know, all kinds of other benefits and things like that, in addition to the false prophet uh, doing all kinds of lying signs and wonders. God sending a great delusion so that they will believe a lie. I mean, you're up against a lot of different things, aren't you? There um, in the tri- in the tribulation to come to Christ, it is right. going. But people will, but people will, and that's that just goes go to show you the power of Christ. Is that even through all those things, there will be people that will be beheaded, and it says a multitude will, a multitude yeah. of all tribes of all tongues, of all nations, that they will. And they'll be amassed there um, under the altar as martyrs um, in the fifth seal. Amazing. Amazing the power of the Holy Spirit and of Christ and of God to still have mercy during that period of time to have people come to the saving knowledge. And they will give up their life. And angels will be in the sky telling people that they will be blessed for doing so. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, 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 a an amazing time, but it's not that I'm, I'm envious about wanting to go through that. Okay. I'm not, mm-hmm. I would much rather be at, uh, you know, with Christ in heaven. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I pray that for those people that are here going through that, I think of the story of Stephen where it says that his face shined like the angels mm. when mm-hmm. they killed him and how he yes. saw Jesus. Like I can I would assume I would, I'm going to say that most likely every head getting chopped off is glowing, yeah. and the person behind them is going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, faithful of nothing. Yeah, because it's, I think Stephen is an example of the uh, tribulation, you know, sacrificing they're doing. And it all says like, don't worry about what you'll say, right? Don't worry right. about those kind of things. So yes, there's going to be an amazing peace that comes over. The, yeah, agree. Hey, uh, Greg, you want to take a question? I think this one's uh, up your alley. One that's All right. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I can't okay. pull it up, but go ahead. This is from Cole. It's spelled C-U-H-L. Cole says, what do you think, what do you have to say about all the, all these people out there who are continually to prophesy? You know, they're prophesying all this stuff. None of it's come to pass. You know, just they just prophesy all over the place, you know. 
And what do you think about those people, all the false prophets out there and stuff like that, you know? Well, let's not forget that Jesus even warned us, uh, well, at least he's, he's speaking to the Jews at the time, but we have scripture to back that up in terms of uh, there will be many false prophets in the last days. Many. Mm. Uh, some of the information that we get from false prophecy, I have to say, discerning on that that topic, I, I must say that it goes right hand in hand with what we were talking about with John Edwards. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's partly demonic. Uh, even demons have some form of understanding and knowing. Okay. It's actually what daemon comes from. It's, it's partly uh, goes to the definition in the Greek of knowing or knowing one, knowing ones. So that is what daemon or demons actually stand for because they know. They know what's coming. And I believe that they have somewhat of a understanding of a timeline of the future. I couldn't tell you how much of that they actually do have. But we're going to get attacked as believers. And whether that person is actually a believer or not and is susceptible to someone who, uh, to a demonic influence, because they want to somewhat maybe feel special, or there's a little bit of narcissism in there, or wanting to have that ability to say, I have something that you don't have. They're allowing an entrance, a gateway for the demonic to come in and to uh, give them the influence and that, that understanding of what is coming in the future. And they think they're under the assumption that this is coming from the Holy Spirit when it's really not. No. Mm -hmm. Can I mention one thing? Um, regarding the two witnesses uh so it says that god sends his two witnesses right so these 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 two witnesses are not born by you know right now on this earth they're not born and they grow up and no that's not what that's not what these two witnesses are god sends them okay so if anyone comes to you and says i'm one of the two witnesses Okay. Don't don't believe them. Don't believe them. They said I went to a mountaintop and God told me I was one of the two witnesses. Well, Muhammad went and started up another, you know, a false religion with a false god and a false prophet. So I mean, you know, I mean that's that's no good. So no, don't don't believe that somebody is one of the two witnesses and that oh the two witnesses are here on earth right now. No, they're not. God has not sent his two witnesses. Otherwise, you know what? They'd be preaching. <laughs> They'd be preaching. They said, it says God sends his two witnesses, and they preach for 1,260 days. It doesn't say that they, God sends his two witnesses through being born and growing up. And No, God sends his two witnesses. There are two witnesses that come that, from God. And a lot of us believe they're Moses and Elijah. There could be other... There's other people who think it's Enoch or whatever. Okay, fine. Doesn't doesn't matter. The point is, those those men lived long ago, <laughs> so they're not living today. We already know that Moses and Elijah were on the Mount of Transfiguration, right? So they were obviously with Jesus then, and then they left. So they're not on Earth. God's going to send them when the time is right, and they're going to come onto the Earth. And they're going to preach for one thousand two hundred sixty days. So don't jump ahead. And go nuts so cuckoo over this. And like we did have somebody in this room earlier, Bob, on your channel, 
that said uh, he was one of the two witnesses. Oh, yeah. So, I get emails from the two witnesses all the time. Really? It's funny, man. They're, they try to give me advice and everything. I'm like, delete it. It's funny. That's why I start laughing because <laughs> you know how many times I get emails from the two witnesses. You know, it's, really cool, Moses. That's great, man. <laughs> in some respects, it's funny. In other respects, it's extremely sad, right? That these people yeah. have done exactly what what Greg said, and that's why I wanted to bring it up right after you said that, which is they allow these spirits in to deceive them, and you know what they do. Greg, they make themselves more important. They they pump up themselves. I'm one of the two. I mean, how arrogant do you have to be to start believing that? Right. Yeah. That's a whole other level, isn't it? You know, every you second, think of, every second they distract us in any way, shape, or form is a win for them. That's the whole objective. Yeah. Well, I did want to. Um, <laughs> I hear you. But at the same time, I also wanted to make it clear that. Oh, no, no, I don't mind ripping on them. I'm just saying that's what they do. Yeah, no, I get it. And they, and yeah, but I want to make, make it clear that d- doctrinally, biblically, God sends us two witnesses. Let's see. Uh, you know what you made me think about is uh, Melchizedek. No beginning, mm-hmm. no end. Just yeah. Cain. Yeah. Okay. And I'm wondering that's the same protocol that two witnesses come to. That's no beginning. They just come. Come and go. Oh, that's going to be a fun scene to watch those two for three years. That's going to be fun. Yep. Yeah. And you know, it's funny too. You know, I just want to bring up the part where the Bible says that when they stood at their feet, everybody was full of fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I don't think people are going to be full of fear. They're like zombies, like, to come back to life. People are like, oh, zombie, go shoot them again. No, I think they're going to be in glorified state. Oh, yeah. Absolutely glorified. The light of God. Whew. And then we change to glorious bodies, and God says, come up here, and they ascend to heaven. You know, in the Bible, every time an angel shows up, everybody gets so scared, and they fall and they fall to their face. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be, that's going to be cool. I mean, I, we'll watch it from heaven. I'm like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. You know, three and a half days, about that time, man. You know, or three days, you know. So. <laughs> that's true. Every, can, you, can you imagine? Everyone's going to gather, like, at that point, because we know, you know, it's coming. So everyone's going to get a good seat. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's another great sign that we're in the end, because back, you know, 500 years ago, they couldn't figure out how everybody in the world would see the two witnesses rise. True. And that the television to me is like the biggest sign of the end times, because nobody could see the witnesses rise back until television existed. So do you think you some know, people will be watching it in the metaverse uh, through VR? <laughs> and, and not to mention, I mean, I would think it'd be Moses because when the Jewish people see Moses, oh, they'll be saved in, in volumes. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll know it's Moses. Yeah. Hey guys, I got a question here. I'll probably give this one to Kevin. Yeah. Uh Kevin, is this from Jackie? Jackie says, Hey guys, I have a question. Is it possible for a saved individual to be possessed by a demon? I think you answered it. And there, but I just want to bring it up to you guys. We'll start with you, Kevin. Possessed by a demon, a saved person with indwelling Holy Spirit. No, I, I don't think I don't think you could be possessed by a demon if you're saved. I think that you could be influenced by demons, and you can allow that to happen um, and and be saved. And then you can also figure it out and and, and get out of that. I mean, that is that's listen. Demons are going to attack, and some people who are saved are going to be you know, somewhat deceived at, during a certain period of time 
allow them to influence them and stuff like that, but completely possessed. I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see the Holy spirit allowing yeah. somebody to be completely possessed by a demon. What do you think? Yeah. Craig? I don't think so either. Um, I've seen definitely signs of demonic oppression. Yeah. Of, of believers to a point where you, it almost looks like they're possessed, but it's not, it's not the case. I don't think we can actually be fully possessed. And, right. and if they are, I have to, I have to almost question you know, whether or not they're saved. Whether or not they're actually saved. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Again, um, yeah. I don't believe anybody could be possessed who is, has an indwelling Holy Spirit. Because right. now your body is occupied with the Holy Spirit. Of yeah, there's not enough room. Right? Yeah, yeah, so all they can do is just influence you. You yeah. know, there's a verse, I know, there's a verse in my mind right now. I, I'll probably get it later. That's a perfect verse that proves this point. But uh, yeah, you could definitely be influenced by all means. Usually, what these demons do is they they like get in there, and it's enticing, and then you start going down a path, right? That you that, and, and ultimately you you know this is not the right path to go down, and then you start feeling like depression, or you start getting things bad things start to happen as a result of of your decisions and stuff like that. And ultimately, you're, the Holy Spirit keeps on, like, knocking. And then finally, that person's like, I need to get rid of this stuff in my life, right? So that's usually the what, what ultimately happens with a, with a Christian is that they'll get into, like, this oppression state and become depressed. And then they're going down a wrong path. And then that's why it's really important to have the brothers and sisters in Christ around you. Accountability. To, Exactly. To sharpen each other, to make sure that, hey, don't go down that path, you know, and then other people, too, that have been down that path before. And they'll tell you that's not the right road. I tried that. That's no good. So it's good to like, you know, that's why we that's why we have, you know, communion with the saints. That's why we do that. That's why we that's why we talk. We help each other out. I think you you answered partially answered this one before, Kevin, in the chats. I saw you. Uh, Do you think we're waiting for an appointed time? the last Gentile or both or what? Yeah, I mentioned that the there will be Gentiles that are saved during the tribulation. Uh, so if you're waiting for the last Gentile to be saved before the rapture, you're, you're going to be caught off guard <laughs> mm-hmm. because the rapture is going to happen before that. And then there's going to be, you know, Jews and Gentiles that are saved d- during the tribulation. So, um, you know, but... There's also a certain point there where Jesus returns, right? So the the, the ones um, who have been beheaded are already, you know, in, in heaven waiting for their, their glorified bodies. Um, you've got, uh, you know, other people, the Jews. A lot of Jews have already been killed. But then you have Jews that are the remnant, which are being protected by God in the wilderness, right, for 1,260 days. And then, like, uh, you know, like we said earlier, there's – a fraction of others that are going to make it into the millennium as well. So, I mean, when that, when, when that's complete and there, Jesus is able to have a sheep and goats judgment, then that's when uh, Jesus will return. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I had another question here. Oh, oh Bob, before you bring that question up there, there was one yeah. verse I wanted to go to scripture, which we brought back. We brought up on a previous uptime. But if you look at this verse based off this question, um, I, I think it's it's very telling here because 
there is a point, whoops, there is a point in which one of the angels are loosed, right, in, in Revelation, mm-hmm. which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and yep. a year for to slay the third part of men. Right. Now, mm-hmm. that in itself goes to show you there are appointed times, mm-hmm. folks. So are we are we waiting for the last person to be saved or are we it's that question are we waiting on God or is God waiting on us mm. and really this really ultimately mm. answers that and so does the the appointed time of Jesus but if there is an appointed time for a certain hour day and month and year for these angels to be loosed right right that in itself should show, tell, tell us that there are appointed times and it doesn't matter. There is a appointed day. There is an appointed hour, month, year that this is going to happen in the future. Yep. So no matter what, this is going to happen at that, that period in time. Mm-hmm. So you better get to like, know Jesus now. It's <laughs> almost like God. It's almost like God watched this whole thing play out in a, in a, some, sort of form you watch you watch all of us speaking here at one point he watched this whole thing play out all the way into eternity you know he's the beginning he's a, he's an author of the beginning and the end alpha and the omega okay he knows the beginning from the end you know all right so it makes you wonder when god look god looked at this at this entire thing in some form of spiritual fashion before he made it manifest in the natural fashion like we're at now it's kind of like you know you it's, a movie is made and the, there's a story that's on this dvd and i can look at this dvd and i can see you know i can see a manifestation of the whole story right there in that dvd i know how this thing's going to end <laughs> okay but, but when i started playing it it's almost like you're living it in real time now as you're as you know that's where we're at right now you know, it's like I'm playing the DVD and we're going through the movie now. And right now, here we are in the present, even though God already knows, you know, there's a time coming that was already appointed at some point during this movie where it's an hour and a day, a month and a year, you know. So, yeah, that's a, that, that that just goes to show you that, uh, you know, and even that, you know, I believe that there are some uh, the principality powers of darkness have some kind of knowledge about what's coming. This is why they're getting prepared for it right now. Yes. And really, I mean, for those who are saying, okay, well, he delayed the rapture here this day, or <laughs> maybe delayed at that point. So that's why it didn't happen. No, there's a specific hour and day and mm-hmm. month and year for this to happen in the future. That's going to happen. And that's not going to be delayed. The Bible says that it only appears as though he's delaying because he has these long suffering. So yeah. no, he does not tarry. Um, he is he, he's gonna he's gonna come at his, his appointed time. And here's the other thing too: is like which mindset would you rather have? Would you rather have the mindset which is, you know, I'm gonna wait around and I'm gonna and this antichrist is gonna come and I'm gonna see these things. And what are you gonna do when you see the antichrist and you're not raptured? That's one mindset. Or the other mindset is. I'm looking for Jesus Christ and I'm and, and I'm going to be raptured. And whenever that day happens, I'm going to be ready. What do you think is a better mindset? What if that second person is correct? Don't you think that first person is going to be caught off guard at that point because they're waiting around for something to happen? 
And, it, and the Bible says that it's going to come like a thief in the night to those who do not believe. Okay. It's going to come in a th as a thief in the night. So which one of those two groups is it going to come upon him as, as a thief in the night? Right. I don't, nobody looking for a rapture for a pre-tribulation rapture. Is it going to come upon them like a thief in the night? Not one person of those people are going to be surprised that the rapture has happened. The only people who are going to be surprised that the rapture has happened are those who are waiting for it way down the road. And who said all these things have to take place before the rapture takes place. Either it's got to be, you know, mid-trib or it's got to be post-trib or the Antichrist already has to be revealed or the wrath has already have to come or it's just before the wrath and the, the two witnesses have already been here. They're going to be waiting for all those things to happen. So when the rapture happens before all those things, is it going to be like a thief in the night to them? Absolutely, it's going to be like a thief in the night to them. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be a thief in the night to you, Bob, if the rapture took place in the next two months or the next two days or the next two hours? Would you be like, oh, wait, I don't I, the Antichrist hasn't come yet. This can't happen. Right. And a lot of those people believe are, are, are works based people. They believe in their works to get saved. Oh, yeah. Anybody that believes like in a mid trib or post trib, I've seen personally, they've always stuck with that narrative. They're saved by the work. So guess what? They're not going to. They're not going in the rapture. They're not saved yet. So yeah, when 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 the whole, when, when this whole thing goes down, it's going to take them like a thief in the night, and now they get to live out their wishes and die for their own sins. But we know what the times and the seasons. We're I mean we're living in the 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 end the end times here. Mm -hmm. We we don't need to be told. We don't need to be told exactly what day it is, and we don't even need to know what exactly what day it is because we have faith in our Lord that He is going to come. When it's the perfect appointed time, just like you said, Greg. If I could just say one thing about um, what uh, Kevin was saying about the sheep and the goats. And you're right. As far as the um, knowing what time it is, the Holy Spirit has been warning all of us. That's why we've cranked up, you know, what we're doing. <laughs> True. So you just listen to the Holy Spirit and it'll tell you. All right. So you don't have to look at the TV. You could be alone in the woods and the Holy Spirit will tell you. And that's what, what I've learned over the years is. There's this guy living in me, and it's from my father, and he's always going to hold my hand and show me what's going to happen, right? And he's giving me examples in that. Now, people are asking, you know, is it delayed? or the, we? I, it's not delayed. And here's the thing. Kevin was talking about the sheep and the goats and the mindset. Knowing what I know now and seeing the things that God has shown me personally, now that might not be for everybody, but he's shown me a few things. And, yeah, I'm going to say confidently – He's shown me what the rapture can be or what it might be. I can't say it is because I'll know in that moment. <laughs> but the spirit has told me in these moments, this is the rapture. It's happening in those dreams and visions. So now knowing this, I, I don't I don't care if it's it's not. The, it doesn't matter that it's not right now, because at the sheep and the goats, when, when Kevin brought that up, there are people there who are saved that are getting rewarded and then there are people there who are just saved now to you you may think oh i'm saved i'm in heaven at least i'm in heaven you say that and i and i get it it's it's, it's, a, it's a blessing but this is for eternity and if you think in heaven you're not going to have one regret you're wrong hmm. you're going to have a mind and you're going to have thoughts and you're going to say you know what it's been a thousand years and my friends and family are getting rewarded still Maybe I should have done a little more for the kingdom. 
Mm. So you have an opportunity right now to continue to bear fruit and do things for the kingdom. So every day the rapture doesn't happen, it's more time for people to get saved, and God's giving you an opportunity to get more rewards. Amen. He wants you to be blessed. That's what a father does. Beautiful. So for those that are beheaded and have never been saved, or for the thief on the cross that was saved for three hours, you, you would rather have that opportunity. As much as we all want to get out of here, and I know it sucks. Trust me, I know. Your body tells you it sucks. The things going on in the world tells you how much it sucks. I get it. We all want to go. We want, especially for the people that have full faith, that guys like you that have been saved, you know what's waiting. But the people rushing it, don't be in such a rush. Enjoy the moment because it's going to be gone. And, and your lifetime is nothing compared to eternity. Nothing. And it's supposed to be exciting. And that's why the Holy Spirit comes and shows you things because he wants you to see things and learn things. So ask him to show you things. Don't just ask God to come. Obviously, ask for the kingdom to come, but ask for an opportunity to represent the kingdom, whether it be for a prayer or writing someone you know a note or leaving a message in the library or going to a, you know, a group like this and just talking about it. Because once it happens, it's done. Once yep. the rapture happens, it's all over. Yep. No, it's a great message. That is a fantastic message. We are to continue to run a race until the finish. And the longer that you run that race, the more endurance, the more patience, the more rewards, the, the ultimate goal feels better. It, you're absolutely right. Let's, let's not complain about us still being here. Let's continue to, to forge ahead and get more, work more for the kingdom every day. That's, that's an excellent message. I can't, couldn't say it better myself. Amen. Amen. Uh, so we're going to wrap this up, but I just wanted to let Stephen Hickey, who uh, had kind of somewhat interrupted us on last week's uptime, he wanted to apologize. And, uh, and of course, we, we do accept your apology, uh, Stephen. Uh, we'll, we'll be in touch with you and uh, we'll, we'll talk about things uh, for the future. All right. So uh, we accept the apology and... Uh, I accepted. I was hard trying to unblock. I can't. I was trying to figure it out, but I can't do it. No hard feelings. No <laughs> I hard was trying feelings. to do it, but I couldn't. Can't figure it out how to do it. So you got to go to his channel and then click on the thing, and then click on the little hamburger menu and click on unblock. Oh, oh, I go, go. I go to the channel and do it. You got to go to his channel. All right. No hard feelings, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so maybe, maybe he can email. Does he have his? Does he have the info email? Well. Uh, we can give it out now, and uh, let me. I haven't even because he can send his, his channel there, and then Bob can visit it and then unblock him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. So here it is. I'm typing it up right now, so you have it, and everyone can have it. Here we go. We have a new email, don't we? Info at uptime church. There you go. All right. There you go, Stephen. You can email us and. Uh, Send us your testimony. We want to see it. That goes directly to Bob. Bob, Bob can see that email. Bob, did you have you gotten that set up yet? I'm putting you on the spot. Bob, you better put set up yet. Craig, can yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've, got set, I've got it set up, Greg, so I can forward it to Bob just in case Bob doesn't have it set up. So don't right. worry, Stephen. You're going to get your your message through. We're going we're to get. Uh, all right. So uh, with that said, uh, I think um, we're, we're good with stopping here, but. 
Lord willing, we'll be back next week. And uh, thank you all for coming back on with us. God bless. Thank you.